0: You're you're, you're listening to the World Wide Sports Radio Network.
1: You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. In the field, number 70! We're talking about practice. Hello, you play to win the game. The Yankees are champions of baseball. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Three, two, one,
2: happy 2000. No
1: time.
0: The and the Patriots have won Super Bowl
2: 36. George Open Chicago with the
0: lead. Worldwide sports radio network presents below the
3: mic. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Below the Mic. And as you guys know, I'm Errol Marks. And you can call us at three four seven eight five five seven six eight four. And remember, you can follow us by going to our website at WorldWideSportsRadio.com. Again, it's WorldWideSportsRadio.com. You can follow us at Periscope, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. We're all over the social media markets. And I'm going to put you guys and I'm going to post you guys up on Instagram right now so you can watch us on Instagram live for the first hour of this show. We have a great show lined up for you today. I have Jeff from Tampa that's going to call up over there in Tennessee. He's right now at the NFL Draft. We're going to talk a little draft with him in a few minutes. We're going to talk about everything that's going on in sports, especially right now this unbelievable hockey game right in the Hurricanes in Washington, game number seven to play the Islanders in a second round. Right now it's an overtime 3-3. Great hockey game going on right now. But before we do anything with sports, as you guys know, I stick to this, and I'm going to stick with this for every single show, and what am I going to do? I'm going to talk about Entertainment of the Week, and how are we going to do that? Well, it's pretty simple. Here we go. And as you guys know, there's always big news throughout the country. And you want to know something? I think it's sometimes funny news and sometimes news that nobody gives a crap about, but I like to talk about it. I think it's funny, I think it's entertaining. And this is an entertainment show. So before we get into the sports and talk about what's going on in football, what's going on in baseball, hockey and basketball. We'll get into the NBA draft as we, as you guys know. I mean, Obviously, the NBA draft is May 14th, if I'm not mistaken. The Knicks have a chance to pick at number one. Zion Williams is the story right now. Where is he going to go? So before we do that, before we get into the sports, I'm going to talk about the lead stories right now. Bill Cosby rages from his Pennsylvania prison cell. Uh, You know, you want to know something? I understand Bill Cosby is a famous comedian, the Cosby Show. And if you guys don't know the story about Bill, Bill Cosby, he used to rape women from all sets of the world. And he, he was raping them and he was drugging them. And finally it came out and the rage came out and these women started to appear out of nowhere. And uh, he was sentenced, I think, in September – to three to ten years in jail and right now he's he's running a sentence right now and uh, he's coming out and I'll, I'll read a little bit of the story because it's a silly story and i i have no idea why bill cosby is a lead story right now he's in jail who cares cosby who has demanding who is demanding he would be released for bail since since he's been sentenced for 3 to 10 years in September, once again cited similar grounds, including his age, 81, his health, he's legally blind, his lack of prior criminal record, and unlikelihood of being in danger to the community. Here's the thing. If you're a man that has raped anyone, women, kids, or even men, If you're doing that, you're a danger to the community. So anybody that doesn't think Bill Cosby is a danger to the community, I don't care if he's 81 years old. I don't care if he's blind. (laughs) I'm not going to say it on air, but if he has one of those things, he's always going to be dangerous. So Bill Cosby needs to sit in jail and rot in jail. I mean, he's done enough to innocent women out there. A woman 24 sues a police officer for violent takedown that exposed her butt in viral video. A woman is suing a police officer for arresting her in a violent takedown, exposing her butt to a crowd of nightclubbers and a reported one million people who saw this online. Michelle Surratt, who's 24, recently filed a complaint against this the city of Fort Collins, Colorado, and the police officer, Randall Clemser, for 2017 arrest, left her concussed and with her backside exposed to rolling cameras outside of the Bondi Beach Bar. You know what's funny about these stories and that they're headline stories, not only on Yahoo or Google or anywhere in the country. Everybody's trying to find crazy stories to write about and why they're writing about it. This story is completely bogus. It's a stupid story. It makes absolutely no sense, and I don't think it means anything that she's suing. Of course she's suing the police. Of course she's suing the cop that threw her down on the ground and arrested her. She obviously was doing something wrong on the reason why the cop was arresting her, and the fact that her butt was exposed, well, hey, maybe she gets a million new, p- new fans on Twitter or Instagram. I'm sure she gave her name out, so people are going to be following her all over social media, so that's going to make her money. So why does she need to make any more money from the community or the county? She's not going to win anything anyway. So it's a story that has no sense of, of anything. Babysitter stabs mom after arguing about getting paid. I don't work for free. An argument uh, escalated into a violence when a babysitter stabbed the mom whose child she cares for during a heated argument over a payment on Monday afternoon in the Bronx, New York, said that New York City Police Department Miriam Paloma of Brooklyn allegedly shouted, and I don't care and I don't work for free, being slicing, before slicing the mother's shoulder and torso, in front of her seven-year-old son and four-year-old daughter. One whom is in special needs child and babysitter was hired to care for, according to CBS Local, both of the women are 27 years old. You know, I, I understand 48 Hours wants something to right about it. I, could you imagine this lady killed this mom all because of a, a couple of bucks, 50 bucks, 60 bucks? It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing what people will do to hurt somebody for a bunch of no—really nothing. Money that means—what is 50 bucks? Are you going to stab somebody for 50 bucks? You're going to go to jail for three to four years for assault for 50 bucks? I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Anyways, um, the Marvel movie—I uh, and I think it's the Endgame that's coming out this weekend— uh, it's going to be one of the biggest movies in Marvel history, and and it's it, a lot of people think it's going to break movie records. This is arguably the last, um, the last Marvel superhero, mo- not the last Marvel superhero. Mo- I'm sorry, the last um, Avengers movie. A lot of people believe because a lot of these Avengers will not uh, be in any more of these Avengers movies. I'm talking about. Uh, the guy that plays Captain America, the, the, obviously Robert Downey Jr. These guys, all these guys are, are planning to uh, work elsewhere in the movie business. So uh, it's it's going to be a great movie. If you're a big Marvel fan or you're a superhero fan, you got to check it out. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen, for my Entertainment of the Week. I'll tell you, man, before I get into sports, I want to talk about the crazy things that go on in Long Island, New York. First of all, people out here, and I say this all the time, me and Speedy talk about this on Down to the Wire all the time, people do not know how to drive out here. And I now work for the fire department, I'm a volunteer firefighter, and I say a lot of crazy things, and, and by the way, shout out to the Nesconset Fire Department, uh, great establishment, Uh, These guys work really, really hard. They put their dedication and time into supporting and helping the community. So I want to give a shout out to the Wisconsin Fire Department. But I'll tell you this right now: the amount of people that call nine one one, and I'm I'm not going to get into private calls that we see and people that we deal with. The calls that they call up, this there are people that call up stating that they can't breathe, and then we go and check them out. We go to their houses and they 're smoking cigarettes outside their house while they 're claiming they can 't breathe it 's absolutely ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous and not no fact when you 're driving on the on the road and people are getting on these in these real weird car accidents, these crazy car accidents it 's absolutely ridiculous you, you, you could just put yourself in a situation every time you walk on the streets or you walk on the sidewalks in long island it doesn't matter what town what city what whatever place you're in long island you're put you put yourself in harm's way because people don't know how to drive all right we have a first call of the day welcome to below the mic who are we speak to ken what's up my friend
0: what's up great news story i'm a big marvel fan
3: oh you're a big marvel fan so you are going to see the new Marvel movie, uh, Endgame? Maybe. What do you tickets mean, maybe? Are really expensive. Oh, I'll give me a break, Ken. What are you, twenty bucks? Don't be lazy, Ken. Stop being cheap. What do you mean, a lot more than that? How how much does it cost to get uh, movie tickets? Seriously. I don't know. I've, I heard you had to get your tickets early for this one. What for the first weekend? But you're going to be able to go and see the movie next weekend. Wrong or right? I'll probably go see you next weekend. So, Ken, is that why you called up about the Marvel movie?
0: And I feel the way you do. Nobody's going to assault anybody for like 50 bucks.
3: Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I think that when you, when you go into the entertainment world and you read these stories and why people post these stories out, they're absolutely ridiculous. And, and that's why I always do this on this show. I, I put it out there because I think people are ridiculous and 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 people are going to sue somebody or or kill somebody or stab somebody for a couple of bucks.
0: You watch the Yankee game?
3: Yes, I always watch the Yankee game, Kenny. Yes. The Yankees right now are playing good baseball. As a matter of fact, I'm going to put the Yankee game on right now because I'm watching the hockey game, and uh, I want to see who's going to be playing the Islanders in the, the next round. I'm going to put the Yankee game on right now. What's the score here? What's the score, Ken? You're watching the Yankee game. What's the score? I think it's nothing, nothing. It's nothing, nothing. CeCe Sabathia pitching great baseball right now. Shout out to CC, But, uh, yeah, I, I, as far as I see, it's nothing, nothing. I, I don't see any score. I see Sabathia on the mound. He's pitching right now. So uh, I think the Yankees are playing good baseball right now. No question that they are. And I'm going to get into the Yankees a little bit later. I wanted to get into the NFL draft. Uh, where do you think right. the Giants are going in the NFL draft, my friend?
0: Didn't they trade Odell for a couple of rounds?
3: No, they traded Odell Beckham for a seventeenth and a third. And they gave and they also got uh they also got uh Jabril Pons, the the safety from the Browns.
2: Well that seems
3: pretty good. Hopefully they get a quarterback in one of these rounds. Well, I'm gonna get into an and obviously Jeff from Tampa is right now in Tennessee. I have some questions about what he's hearing over there and what he thinks is going to go on in tomorrow's draft. But stay tuned for that, Kenny. Thanks for calling. All
2: right,
3: goodbye. <laughs> Kenny, uh, interesting upstate uh, listening to the show. I like Kenny. He calls up the show for stupid reasons, but I like him. He's a good guy. So shout out to Kenny for thank you. Thank you for calling the show. But anyways, I want I want to get into the hockey. I'm gonna get into ba- I'm gonna get into football. Uh, I'm going to get into football when uh, what's his name again calls uh, Jeff calls, but first things first, I want to get into is the story right now with the um, the NHL playoffs, and I believe the NHL playoffs is the is the greatest sport to watch as far as playoffs are concerned. And I'm watching I'm watching right now the playoff game, the Hurricanes and the the, the Carolina Hurricanes and the um, Washington Capitals. And this series has really been gut-wrenching, and it's been back and forth throughout the playoffs. And and, and you want to know something? These playoffs, with hockey, you can never bet. You can never put any sense to what's going to happen in 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 a hockey game. And the Islanders have been waiting for about a week and a half to see who they're going to play. And last night's game was arguably one of the greatest hockey playoff games I've ever watched. And if you didn't watch yesterday's playoff game, well, watch the replay or get your tapes or uh, stick your vcr whatever you do dvr it or if you didn't dvr it you watch the game that game was fantastic the third period the las vegas knights were up 3 to nothing 3 to nothing with 10 minutes left 5 minute major which practically cost i believe the v- las vegas knights a-, a possible stanley cup run Now, yes, you don't naturally see a team on a five-minute major score four consecutive goals on that five-minute power play. You usually never see that. Matter of fact, I can honestly say you never see that in a playoff game. But what Vegas did in that game cost them possibly a Stanley Cup. Because I thought... A lot of people thought that Vegas could have went all the way again this year with the talent that they added in, at the trade deadline, adding Stone, adding the players that they added, Max Pacioretty. This was a good team with great goaltending, a great defense, and this is also the team, one of the best defensive teams in the third period throughout the season. Didn't give up more than two goals in, in, in one game in this season in the third period. Yesterday's game was why hockey and the hockey playoffs is the best to watch. It's not even close. It's not even close. And when I watch these games, and I, I'm excited because I was a hockey player, and I, I, I always wanted to put myself involved with it and, and, and get myself in, you know, into the games, especially later in my life when I – and if everybody knows my story, I stopped watching hockey for almost four years. Four years. Because of what happened to me and my, my neck and, and all that other stuff. And my knee and, and all the stuff that happened to me in my past. Playing hockey. I fell out of love for the sport. But when I watch hockey and I watch the playoffs, there's nothing more exciting. Nothing. Nothing is ever more excited, exciting than watching the NHL playoffs. And I know everybody can't wait until the draft tomorrow. But if you're not watching the NHL playoffs, well, then, then then you're not a sports fan. The fact that the Calgary Flames got knocked out. The hottest team in hockey the last two weeks of the season got knocked out. The number one seed in the Western Conference got knocked out by the Colorado Avalanche. A team that has a lot of good young talent but nobody nobody would have thought that the Colorado Avalanche would have knocked out the Calgary Flames in the first round San Jose was down 3 to 1 and I'm talking about 3 to 1 3 to games to 1 against the Las Vegas Knights a team that went to the Stanley Cup finals last year They came roaring back Tied the series three to three. They were down three to nothing with ten minutes left. A five-minute major score four consecutive goals. Gave up a goal with forty-five seconds left, with an extra man on the ice. Went to overtime and then won the game. And now he's meeting the Avalanche in the second round in the semifinals. The Predators getting knocked out by Dallas. I never would have thought, and Dallas has a lot of talent, but I'll tell you this Jamie Ben has looked every bit of the star that everybody knows him as going into that series. He played fantastic in that series. That line was one of the hottest lines throughout the playoffs. I think they had, the, that whole line had about, I would say, 85 or 80% of their goals, which led them through the Predators. And I thought the Predators were going to Stanley Cup this year. Both my teams. I picked the Predators versus Tampa Bay to go to the Stanley Cup. Both my teams got knocked out in the first round. Both of them. Winnipeg getting knocked out by St. Louis. Winnipeg that was in the Western Conference Finals last year. They were fantastic. St. Louis, and you see the young talent that they have, the speed that they have. uh, Fantastic. Both teams. Played fantastic, and this has been fun. The NHL playoffs are always fun. The Islanders surprising the world and sweeping the Pittsburgh Penguins. Two-time champion in the last three years. Arguably two of the great greatest hockey players in the NHL, the Malkin and Sidney Crosby. And then the Bruins knocking off the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it's kind of sweet. If you're an Islander fan out there, if any of you guys are Islander fans out there, how could you not think this is sweet? John Tavares, who only scored two goals in that series, two. Getting knocked out in the first round and the Islanders sweeping the two-time Stanley Cup champions, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, the way they did in the first round. Everybody says, oh, I wanted to see John Tavares play the Islanders in the Eastern Conference Finals. Why? It's just as gravy right now seeing John Tavares get knocked out of the first round than him playing the Islanders again, the Islanders knocking him out in the Eastern Conference Finals. That talented team, and I'll tell you, you can have, in hockey, you can have all the talent in the world. The better team always prevails. The hotter goalie always prevails. The better defense always prevails against the better offense. And then obviously you know what the Blue Jackets did to Tampa Bay. Sweeping the record-breaking Tampa Bay Lightning. A team that completely dominated over 60 wins this year. Getting swept. Arguably one of the greatest upsets in sports history. And you can say whatever you want. It was an upset. A huge upset. And now the Islanders, where they're at... Have a chance if the Hurricanes win this series in overtime against the Capitals. The Islanders match up very well against the Hurricanes. They have home ice advantage, and the Islanders have a chance to possibly go throughout the playoffs with home ice advantage if they can knock off the- and obviously play the Blue Jackets in the Eastern Conference Finals. So I'm looking forward to seeing who the Islanders are going to play. This is it's, – it's fantastic. NHL playoffs are fantastic absolutely fantastic when we come back ladies and gentlemen we will get into yes we're going to get into the nfl draft jeff who's gonna you know he has his own thoughts on what's going on in the uh, nfl draft and, and the lottery and where the jets are going to go where the giants are going to go and where some of these teams are, are the jets going to trade down are they going to go after burns are they going to decide to uh add some more first round draft picks from the washington redskins stories coming out that the washington redskins really want hank uh, H- uh haskins are they going to move up to get him, Dwayne Haskins? So when we come back, we'll talk to Jeff. This is the, this is below the mic, and we'll be back after this.
0: It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
2: Be fearless at MMA Long Island and Setuha Karate. Located at 28 Cold Court in Ronkonkoma, MMA Long Island is the martial arts school for you if you want to learn combat-proven techniques. Build confidence, discipline and self-esteem while learning real martial arts to fight back against bullies, predators and peer pressure. MMA Long Island offers group and private lessons for all ages and levels in traditional Goju-Ryu Karate, MMA and self-defense. MMA Long Island is one of Long Island's most affordable martial arts schools. There there are no promotion, belt, or membership fees, and family discounts are available. All classes are taught by 7th Degree Black Belt Sensei John Benedict with over 30 years teaching experience. So whether you want to get in the ring or protect yourself and your family, MMA Long Island can help you reach your goals. Visit MMALongIsland.com. That's MMALongIsland.com. Or call or text 516 381 That's 516-381-9660.
0: You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's the World Wide Sports Radio Network, and you're listening to Below the Mic.
3: And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Below the Mic. And remember, this is uh, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You can call us at 347-855-7684. And remember, you can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. You can also follow us on all our social medias by going to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And we have our first call of the day, and I wanted him to call us because he's in Tennessee right now, enjoying the Tennessee food, the Tennessee women, and the Tennessee drinks. Mr. Jeff from Tampa. What's going on, Jeff?
0: Emphasis on the Tennessee drinks.
3: <laughs> Why is that?
0: <laughs> oh, they're delicious, my friend. They're delicious. When in Rome, you drink the bourbon, right?
3: Is it quiet over there?
0: Uh well, I'm so I'm staying at uh, my buddies have a place down here, so I'm just kind of hanging at home right now. And uh, it's not quiet downtown. I mean, where the stage is set up and everything, it's just unreal, like, the the whole scene. It's just, you know, it's going to be outdoors, and it's, you know, they got it right at first in Broadway. It's really amazing, you know, the setup that they've, you know, put on here in Nashville. It's pretty crazy.
3: And so the NFL is really... Uh... You know, putting all the stops out, and we we know what the NFL does. You see what they did in the, the, do at the Super Bowl, and they bring out all these different, uh, you know, singers, and uh, you see entertainment all over the place, and the, it, it becomes an extravaganza. It's not it's not only about the NFL draft; it's all about selling product and 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 selling it's
0: for sure an event.
3: Yes, it absolutely is. So, why don't we get into the event? And I want to know your opinion right now. I mean, there were stories coming out here in New York today that the Jets are thinking about trading down. The Washington Redskins are a big, big team right now involved with it. Dwayne Haskins is the the the, the quarterback that they're looking to get. And and you know this team, this organization, you saw what they traded for RG three. And I'm hearing stories that if this actually happens, now I think the Jets will wait until the the draft, and during the draft, to maybe make that move because they don't know if. Nick Bosa will fall to them to three. If, the, if he does fall to them in three, obviously they'll draft Nick Bosa. But if not, if, if it does go like a lot of people think it's going to go, Kyler Murray going one, Nick Bosa going two, I, I mean, the Jets could really trade down at this pick. And I'm hearing that some of the people are saying that the Jets could get a king's ransom for this pick because they really want Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins.
0: Yeah, I mean, if Washington's willing to move up to that spot, they're, they're going to pay a price. They're going to pay a
3: price. I'm hearing, I mean, I'm hearing a first and a second this year, a first and a second next year, and possibly a third this year as well. So this is what I'm hearing. If you're going to give up that much for Dwayne Haskins, you better hope that this is the quarterback of the future for your organization because you gave up all those assets for RG3, and look at RG3 now.
0: Yeah, he, he did. It did not work out well for RG three, but I think that there are a couple of quarterbacks in this class that could have long careers. A lot of people aren't, you know, very optimistic for this year's class. I think it's better than people think.
3: Well, how about how about this quarterback? And this Daniel Jones is the quarterback that everybody is talking about right now. He's been the the lead guy that everybody keeps talking about. What do you think about Daniel Jones? He's been the head guy that everybody's been talking about all day today. He had an unbelievable pro day, and people are saying that he's been going to the – he went to the Giants, he went to the Redskins. Everybody said he looked the best as far as throwing for all these teams. What do you think about Daniel Jones? Does he surprise a lot of people and get into the top ten?
0: He could. He's certainly a guy that doesn't really have a set spot on the board. You know He's moved up a lot of teams' boards, and uh, he could surprise a lot of people. I don't know about the top ten, but uh, certainly I think that Cincinnati is probably making a choice between Drew Locke or Daniel Jones at 11.
3: So what about the Giants right now? Uh, There are stories right now that the Giants will be drafting a defensive player, and it's quite possibly Josh Allen could fall to the Giants at number six. What do you think the Giants do at number six?
0: For me at six, I don't think Josh Allen will, will, will drop to six. I think that would be kind of a long shot. Uh, the furthest I can see Josh Allen sliding down would be five to Tampa maybe. So if if there's a defensive player there to be had, I would say it would be Devin White at six for the Giants.
3: Really? Because uh, a lot of people say that the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are very, very high on Devin White. He's a he's a he's a linebacker that can get to the quarterback that also can play in coverage, and they say he fits more of the Todd Bowles defensive package like a Darren Lee. They're saying that Devin White is the guy they're looking to bring in, and if Devin White goes, if Devin White goes to Tampa Bay, well, Josh Allen's sitting there at six because everybody is saying that the Oakland Raiders love Ed Oliver.
0: Yeah, I mean. There's all you know. I mean, there's also been smoke, you know, rumors going on that the Jets really like Ed Oliver, you know. And I'm not big on a lot of these rumors, but a lot of people are saying the Jets really like Ed Oliver. So it wouldn't surprise me if the Jets went in that direction.
3: Well, Quentin Williams right now, and you love Quentin Williams, and you, be- I think you believe that Quentin Williams could be the best player in this year's draft. You speak very highly of him. What he did at the combine, he's a beast. He dropped 30 pounds for the combine. He ran a, a 4 8 at the combine at, at, at 315 pounds. He's a beast. He could do everything. He could stop the run. He can get to the quarterback. He could do all those things. Where do you think that ends up?
0: That's a, another guy that's a wild card, right? Because he could go anywhere from one. And I have heard people say that he, you know, it's still a possibility that he could go one to the Cardinals, as far fetched as that may seem. But he could also go two. He could also go three. He could also go four. I mean, he's, you know, he's one of the top players. He just doesn't have, you know, a team that definitely has that need. You know, when you have other guys as talented as, you know, Nick Bosa and things like that, you know, Quinn and Williams could be a guy that's, you know, slides down the board a little bit. You know, I don't think he'll slide far, but I wouldn't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he could, you know, he could go two, he could go
3: six or seven. Before we go through the draft and and your surprise draft picks, who do you think the Jets draft at number three? Do they trade down or do they draft at three?
0: I think it would be ideal for them to trade down. Um, You know, if Washington is really serious about moving up, I don't know how you turn down multiple years draft picks, especially when you don't have a second rounder this year. Mm -hmm. So I think that that could be, you know, really advantageous for them to do because this draft is really, really deep. They'll get a quality player. And I the Redskins are at 14, 15, 15. So I think that they could get, you know, they're still going to get a really quality player there and they could pick up another draft pick. I think that that would help, you know, be advantageous to them for the, upcoming year. Here's, and truthfully, that seems to be the only team that could be looking to move out of their spot. I think every other team in the top 10 is pretty happy with where they sit.
3: Here's the reason why I don't think it's a good move for the New York Jets. I don't trust Mike McKagnon in the second round. Look at his last three years' second-round draft picks. They never turned out to be anything. Yes, he's trying to add first-round draft picks, and if, if the Jets could have two first-round draft picks next year, you, you, you don't know where the Redskins are going to fall next year. The Redskins could be a bad team. They could be a lottery team. And, and the Jets could be a lottery team. So you can have two top 10 picks next year quite possibly. But I'm not going to bet on that. I'm not going to bet on Mike McCagnin right now. I, I look at Mike McCagnin. you have a player of Williams talent sitting there at 3 and you're going to ju- you're going to just decide to pass up on him because you want to get more draft picks. You want to get a sure thing. Williams is a sure thing. You don't know where that 15th pick is going to be, and if it's going to be a sure thing, you don't know if they get a second round pick. A second round pick this year, if he's going to be a sure thing. When you have a top eight pick, most of the time you have a sure thing. So I think it's a bad move by the New York Jets if they decide to trade down.
0: I mean, it, it would do multiple things for them, though, right? Because you know, when you're drafting that high, certainly the salary will come into play. So they would have, you know, they'd pay be able to pay less salary for the next few years, whatever the difference would be. It would certainly be a few million a year, you know. And this draft is really deep for what they're looking for. So, I mean, they could trade back to 15 and get Clo and Farrell. If that were to happen, that'd still be pretty amazing.
3: How about Brian Burns?
0: Brian Burns is a terrific player out of Florida State. But again, you know, a lot of these players, it's so impossible this year to, like, predict what the top 10 is going to be and where guys are going to go because there are so many talented guys that could go. I mean, how do you choose between Josh Allen and Devin White? And that's just one example.
3: Well, right? John, How do you
0: choose between the two of those? Well, let
3: me ask you a question, and be honest. If you had a choice between Devin White or Josh Allen, who are you going to draft? Be
0: honest. Devin, Devin White.
3: You would draft Devin White over Josh Allen? 100%. Well Why is that?
0: Well, he's better in coverage. No, that's number is. 1. He is, yes. And that's very much a premium. Listen, everyone can rush the passer. Everyone can rush the passer. An elite passer and
3: an, an elite edge rusher, how many elite You don't know. How many elite edge rushers are in the NFL right now? There's quite a few. Well, just give me uh, g- how many are? How many? 20? You think there's 20 elite pass rushers in the NFL? I mean, almost every team has one. Uh, that's not true, and you know that, Jeff.
0: You know, that's, a, not de- uh, you know that's not true. Almost every team has. Almost every team has one.
3: All right. So almost every team. Do you think almost every team has an edge pass rusher?
0: I, mean, yeah, I mean, look. Yeah. Look what.
3: Look what Kansas City just paid Frank Clark.
0: Right, but look what they just gave away. They just gave away D. Ford and Justin Houston.
3: Uh, absolutely.
0: Those guys are elite pass rushers.
3: Justin Houston was an elite pass rusher. I don't think he is. Well, anymore. give me
0: D. Ford at
3: least. Yes, D. Ford, but D. Ford only did that one year.
0: Right, but it doesn't mean that that year didn't happen. He's pretty much at the top. Yeah, you know, there. I mean, look at the free look at the free agents this year. You're probably going to disagree, but you don't think Trey Flowers is pretty elite? He certainly got paid like he's elite.
3: No, Trey Flowers is a good player, man. But we don't know if Trey Flowers is going to do that on another team.
0: You can say that with anyone. Do you know Frank Clark is going to be as good with Kansas City as he was in Seattle? You don't know that he is.
3: No, we don't, but we know how talented he is and and, and even though we saw Trey Flowers do it one year, Frank Clark has done it more than one year.
0: He's done most it teams. Most teams have a pass rusher they really really like. All and right. if you don't, there you're definitely going to get one in this draft.
3: All right. So let's go let's since you say that each team has a at least one pass rusher, okay? That's what you're saying. Right now, Seattle just gave up their pass rusher. Who does Seattle have?
0: Well, uh, right. Now, they have a void, Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you you can even look at Arizona. Arizona has two of them.
3: They have two of them. Right.
0: Right, that's what I'm saying. They're the worst team in the league, and they have two.
3: Yes, they have two of them. You know? Yes, there are teams. uh, Green Bay, Bay, now, they did add Smith, and they added a couple players from Baltimore. They don't really have a pass rusher. They don't have a pass rusher, an edge pass rusher. but this is why I
0: said it. there's there's like twenty teams that have them. There's like twenty teams. You can even you know you can even look at Cincinnati. They're not very good. But when Geno Atkins is in the middle, I get he's not an edge rusher, but he certainly gets after the quarterback.
3: No, I and I understand that. But I'm talking about elite edge rushers. I I, I would really say there's only like six or seven elite pass rushers in the NFL.
0: Like, edge know, rushers, edge deep, rushers. Think, I'm not talking I think it's about... it's a deeper crop than you think.
3: No, I just... You, edge rushers don't grow on trees, Jeff. I mean, how many edge rushers come out of the draft every year? I'm talking about good ones, elite ones.
0: Yeah, I mean, certainly it's happening more and more.
3: Yes, but last year, how many elite edge rushers came out of the draft?
0: Yeah, I can't even think back to last year's draft. Who was taken in last year's draft?
3: I, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I'll, I'll tell you this. Not many. Not many. And that's the thing. You don't Edge rushers, are, they don't grow on trees. That's why they go very fast. And that's why I think Josh Allen is very, very important. That's why I'm very surprised that the Jets, who haven't had an ed rush edge rusher in almost, I don't know, since John Abraham, they're not going to go after Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen would fit the defense. He fits a 3-4 defense that Greg Williams is going to want to present and i think he's the perfect guy to play on the edge i just it doesn't make any sense to me now i understand they're saying that he doesn't have one particular move that can get to the quarterback but this is a guy that's an elite pass rusher he's gotten to the quarterback in the sec in kentucky he did it to elite I that, defenses
0: i think that if there's a knock on josh allen and you know there aren't many right but he's just a little more raw than most people right he he hasn't he doesn't have a, you know, a finely polished game, and I think that that worries people. You can look at other players, and more players are more complete than he is.
3: No, there's no question, and I'll tell you this right now. That half these, some of these players are not complete players. Here's a play. I think Nick Bosa is a complete player. If he could stay on the field, this guy could be an elite player. Quinton Williams is an elite player. He's going to be a great player in the NFL no matter where he goes. I don't know about Ed Oliver. He could be the best player in this year's draft. I mean, he's got he a, trem- he has a tremendous amount of talent. And Oakland loves this guy, absolutely loves this guy. a matter of fact, I'm hearing stories that Oakland might want to trade up with the Jets just to make sure that no other team tries to trade up and, and try to get at Oliver. That's how much they love him.
0: I think that would be a mistake.
3: I think so, too. But hey, we've seen it. How many times? We saw Chicago do it a couple of years ago. We saw Chicago do it.
0: Right, but that was for quarterback because they panicked. And, it, you know, it worked out for them. I don't see anyone paying that kind of price to leapfrog when there's that many really good pass rushers in this class. All right, I mean, so, look at the top. So give Out of the me, top ten, like, look at, look, look at the top ten. I bet you the first seven are going to be pass rushers.
3: All right, so let's say the Jets trade down to 15. They're drafting sure. at 15. Who do the Jets draft?
0: There could be there. There's going to be a number of players there. Offensive Clever, lineman,
3: Staros. offensive lineman, or defensive pass rusher.
0: Well, you'll have your choice of lineman, right? Because I think the Jaguars are going to go lineman at seven. Mm-hmm. So whoever they don't take, the other one would be available between Jawan Taylor and Jonah Williams.
3: I've been Both hearing. Of those guys be- I've been hearing that Jaguars are very very interested in T.J. Hawkinson. That's what I've been hearing, and he. Uh, uh, what's his name again? Tom Coughlin is in love with this kid. He can do everything. He could pass block. He could catch in the backfield. He could do everything. He's big. He's strong. He's fast. He could do everything. And and as you know, with the Giants, Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick, they love the big nasty tight end. And T.J. Hawkinson is the best all-around tight end in this year's draft. And a lot of people think he's not going to fall past the top ten.
0: Yeah, Hawkinson. I think I think the earliest Hawkinson could possibly go is either like nine or maybe ten. So you don't think he's uh, going to go 10 seven? In Denver. I'm sorry.
3: You don't think he would go seven?
0: I don't. I don't see. I think that that Jacksonville will be more concerned with getting an offensive lineman to protect Nick Foles.
3: Interesting. So, you're looking in the first round, and I know everybody's excited for tomorrow. What big-time player could surprise everybody and be a big-time player in this year's first-round draft pick that could be drafted in the teens or even in the 20s?
0: Teens and 20s. Wow, they could. <clears throat> um, You know, a guy no one's talking about is uh, Byron Murphy, who's a cornerback from Washington. I think he's pretty good. He could go anywhere from... You know, 15 to 20, that would be one for sure. Um, You know, depending on whether Washington stays where they are, we don't know what's happening there. They're at 15. You know, uh, I think the Falcons are going to go offensive linemen at 14. So, you know, I mean, I see the – out of the first top 15 picks, I think you're going to see the three linemen go, Juwan Taylor, Andre Dillard, and uh, Jonah Williams. Who do you think is the
3: best offensive lineman in this year's draft?
0: Yeah, that's hard to say, but I think I'm going to go with Juan Taylor. The, I think he's a really, really good player. Um, you know, not that these other guys aren't, but I, I just like his reach and his size. They're, saying,
3: they're saying Jonah Williams, they're going to move to guard no matter where he goes.
0: He could, but that doesn't mean that he couldn't be great. If you go back to last year's draft, no one really liked Quentin Nelson, and he was an all-pro. He dominated it for Indianapolis, a guard. Yeah, well, so,
3: Jonah Williams was a left tackle in college, and they're saying that he they're more than likely going to move him to the guard position because he's not a left tackle in the NFL. Right. Like Justin Pugh. You saw the transition right. like Justin Pugh. His, his arms are too small. He went to the guard position. He was a pro ball guard. If he could stay on the field, who knows how good Justin Pugh could have turned out to be.
0: Yeah, I mean, so I think that they're – you know, if you're looking to draft, like, an interior lineman, because, you know, Denver's a weird pick. They could go quarterback. They could go, you know, offensive lineman. They could go tight end. They could go center as well. And if they were to go center, I think Garrett Bradbury would be a great pick there as well. There could be some surprises in this draft.
3: Now, I, I know everybody's like like, everybody has their stupid mock drafts, and, and 90% of the people are completely wrong on their mock drafts. too. They're, they're all over the place. Rashad Gary, everybody thought could have been a top 10 player in this year's draft. Some people have him falling out to the 20s.
0: Well, I think that the, I think the Rashad Gary fall is, is due to the injury. They're not sure when he's going to need surgery. And a lot of these teams want a guy that's going to come in and play right away. And I don't think teams are totally convinced that Rashad Gary's shoulder is healthy enough to make it through a, a whole season.
3: How good is Devin Bush? Oh, Devin
0: Bush. He's so good. <laughs> so good. I mean, there's so many players in this draft that are great, man. There really are. There really are. I mean, there's so many good players. It's, it's absurd, man. You can't go wrong with a lot of these guys. You can't, it, it, This seems like the safest draft I've seen in a long
3: time. So knowing that the draft is the way it is, Giants drafting six at 17. Do they draft the quarterback?
0: I think you have to. I think you have to. You know, I, I, I think that you need to get a guy in there that you're going to trust. If you're the Giants it hasn't, you know, you're not in love with Kyle Lawletta. You're not impressed with uh, the kid from uh, Davis Webb, the kid from Cal, right? I, I think that you need to get a guy in there and start to teach him know about the NFL game and let him sit behind Eli Manning for a year I think that that's the way to go
3: Daniel Jones do you think he's sitting there at 17 do the Giants draft Daniel Jones he used to go to the Mannings uh scouting camps and he knows Eli he knows Peyton he's been close with the family for many many years do you think he's the type of guy that would go over there and sit behind Eli and Eli will work and train with him and and teach him the ways of being an NFL quarterback
0: I I think that that makes the most sense if if Daniel Jones is sitting there. Like I had said to you earlier, he's kind of a wild card. He's, he's super high on some people's boards, and he's not even on other teams' boards. Some teams don't like him at all. So, I mean, he, he's really a wild card. I can see Denver maybe taking him. I can see Cincinnati maybe taking him. If Washington stays at 15, I can see them maybe trying to make a move for
3: him. Montez Sweat, which everybody were just, like, uh, nabbered, uh, nabbered uh, about him or what he did at the Combine. He ran the 256-pound guy that ran um, a 40 in, like, 4.6 seconds or a 4 4.5 seconds, whatever it was. I mean, it was unbelievable. This guy, 250 pounds. It, just like we, we talk about D, D, uh, D, uh, D, uh, DK Metcalf and what he ran it with his size. Do you think that this kid is going to be a top-10 pick? A lot of people say that. If the Giants don't get the pass rusher that they want, I'm talking about like Josh Allen, uh, he'd be a guy that the Giants would be interested at number six.
0: I can see a lot of teams really liking him because, you know, I mean, he's a physical freak. He's got all the tools. He's a terrific player. But he's got the heart condition. So I think that that might scare a lot of teams off. You don't know what that's going to turn out to be. He says he's fine. Other people dispute that. And I think that that's going to hurt his stock. I don't see him falling out of the first round completely. But I don't think that in this kind of draft where there are so many good players, teams are going to take a flyer on a guy that could have a serious heart condition.
3: Garrett Bradbury, a lot of people believe, is the best offensive lineman in this year's draft. Uh, If you guys don't know him, he played for NC State, senior, center, this guy, some people are, are saying that is moving up on the boards and he is easily the best center in this year's draft and people are saying right now he could be the best offensive lineman. Where do you think he goes?
0: If I had a guess, because I, I do think that, you know, Taylor and Dillard and Jonah Williams will go ahead of him, if there's a spot that I see him easily slotting into it would be at eighteen to Minnesota.
3: I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And, and here's the thing. Garrett Bradbury is the kind of guy like Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson, a lot of people were not sure about him. Even though he had all the talent in the world, you were one of those guys. I also thought Quentin Nelson was going to be a good player in the league, but you thought he was going to be an outstanding player. And he turned out to be, I I believe, Offensive Player of the Year. He should have won Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, I, I, was, I thought the NFL really got that wrong. And no matter how good Saquon Barkley's season was, Quentin Nelson was an all-pro player. He him and him and Darwin James were the only rookies that were all-pro players. He should have been offensive player of the year, but Garrett Bradbury, a lot of people are saying are is in the is is in the same level as Quentin Nelson. So the fact that people you're saying he's going 18 and I believe he could be one of the best offensive linemen in this year's draft. Uh that's saying a lot of how deep this draft is.
0: I I think that uh... If he doesn't go 18 and he's still on the board, I think that that could be a pick at 19 for Tennessee as well.
3: Hollywood Brown. Where do you think he ends up? A lot of people think he's the best wide receiver in this year's draft.
0: Uh, He could be. He's a tremendous talent. Uh, Has everything except for the size, but he has everything else. He has elite level top speed. There are a lot of teams that need wide receiver, I don't it's it's really hard to say where he could go but I think that that 22 to Baltimore could be a place.
3: Baltimore. Wide receiver Baltimore's uh they're trying to transition their their offense to a running offense and you saw that in the off season right, but, but
0: right but they lost Crabtree and they lost John Brown so they do have a void at wide receiver. Yes. And you know you're going to need to get help for Lamar Jackson.
3: Claylin Flat- Farrell, I think, is I think is a, a deal-breaker and a stolen piece of gold. I think that this guy could be one of the best pass rushers in this year's draft, one of the most underrated pass rushers in this year's draft. You saw what he did against Alabama. Where do you think he ends up?
0: Yeah, he, He's a tremendous talent. Tremendous. Uh, I, I don't know if I see him inside the top ten. There are teams that could be drafting – need past that you know 11 12 13 you know through that so if there's a another spot that i could like the latest i think he might go i mean 21 to seattle
3: i think phil he would fit perfectly in philadelphia could you imagine him on philadelphia's defense
0: i'm not sure that they have a need there they you know they had the jettison uh they lost michael, michael bennett. bennett yeah Right, but they but but they lost. They didn't lose Michael Bennett because they have so many other guys playing that position. They had a log jam, so they got rid of Michael Bennett, so other guys could already slot in. I'm not sure that that's a huge need for Philadelphia right now.
3: Who is the big name in this year's draft that could be drafted in a second, third, fourth round? Who's going to fall? That could become a big time superstar in your eyes. You know college football. Who's the guy that everybody's going to be talking about? going into the second day of the draft?
0: Uh, pick a wide receiver. That's what I would say. Pick, you'd throw a dart at the board, and you could say Nikhil Harry. You could say Paris Campbell. There's, there's going to be a glut of wide receivers uh, in round two. And, uh, you know, my my favorite's Nikhil Harry. I think he has everything. So I think he's going to be big time wherever he goes.
3: So do you think the Patriots, a lot of people on a lot of people's boards, the Patriots drafting Nikhil Harry late in the first rounds, do you think the Patriots would be a team of that magnitude going after a wide receiver of that that talent?
0: They could be, but again, you know, I mean, the Patriots, they've bucked the trend in the, you know, uh, last year taking a skill position. The first round isn't generally where they take skill position players for whatever reason. Uh, 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 but they have a need at tight end. They certainly have a need at wide receiver. But I think that they're going to look to fill those spots in the later round. They have 12 draft picks. And for the Patriots, I think that they're going to go, you know, um, defensive line.
3: On three draft boards, I have I have the Patriots drafting Noah Font from Iowa. What do you think about Listen,
2: that?
0: If Noah Font is there at 32, praise Jesus, and the Patriots will take him. But I don't know if Noah Font's going to get that far. Really? I mean, he's, you know, in, in a league that is going more towards having two tight ends or, you know, at least having, you know, the, the more successful teams, you know, Philly has Earth and Kansas City has Kelsey. The Patriots had Gronkowski. You know, in a league that is utilizing tight end a whole lot more, Hawkinson, Herb Smith, and Noah Fant should probably all be first-round draft picks.
3: Now, you keep talking about the wide receivers and, and how many good wide receivers in this year's draft. I remember going into the end of the season, they said this was a defensive draft. Why is everybody saying now this is also a wide receiver draft?
0: Well, I mean, I think it's just because of the depth of the position, right? A lot of guys, you know, you, you see, like, the the guys they think are – Stars are going at the top. The Ed Olivers and that kind of thing. Once you get past those guys, and there are a lot of them. There's a lot of them. uh, Ferrell, uh, Dexter Lawrence, uh, you know, Christian Wilkins. There's a ton of defensive guys. But once you get past that, they all kind of blend into the same. And, you know, there aren't a ton of top-level wide receivers. So once you start to see a couple of wide receivers go – they're going to start to move fast because teams are going to want to take them.
3: Do the Patriots draft the quarterback in this year's draft in the second round? Is there anybody out there that you think Bill Belichick would like to grab and sit behind um, Tom Brady for the next two years and mold him into the future quarterback of this organization?
0: I have been saying this for the longest time, and I have absolutely nothing to base this off of. So this could be a giant swing and a miss, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's the second round. I think the Patriots will take a quarterback in the third round, and I think it's going to be Clayton Thorson.
3: You like this kid. You keep talking about this kid. Every time we talk, I, you bring him up.
0: I, dude, he's he's just got everything that the Patriots look for in a wide receiver, right? Mm-hmm. What do the Patriots covet more than anything? Smart players, mm-hmm. right? This kid goes to Northwestern. Is there a better school or smarter kid that you can find? Maybe Daniel Jones. That's why everyone's trying to peg Daniel Jones to the Patriots, but I don't think he's going to make it that far. I think Daniel Jones will be long off the board before then. And I think the next guy after that, that's a smart player, that's a big body, that has some athletic movie uh, ability, that, that has a, a pretty strong arm, plays in a cold-weather place in Chicago. I think Clayton Thorson could be a target, but like that's more like third
3: round. Where does Josh Rosen go?
0: Uh, if I had the answer to you, for you, I'd, I'd make so much money right now. I don't think anyone knows what, what's going to happen. Do you there. think
3: he gets traded tomorrow after Tyler after Kyler uh, Murray gets uh, becomes the number one draft pick? Well, I
0: think one is going to answer a lot of questions because while everyone certainly seems, you know, to think that. Kyla Murray is the consensus number one. I've heard a lot of people say that Quinn and Williams is a legit option for Arizona still, that they still like Josh Rosen. So I don't know if that's a bluff, but I mean, certainly Arizona is not going to get the value that they want for him. If they take Kyla Murray and then just hold on to Josh Rosen.
3: And uh, just want to let everybody know. That the Carolina Hurricanes will be playing the New York Islanders. All right. In the second round of the playoffs. So the Islanders will have home ice advantage against the Carolina Hurricanes. So that's good news for the Islanders. That's for sure.
0: Really good news. They just got done playing a couple of overtime games. So that's a p- pretty big advantage to a speedy team.
3: Yep. Um, now, I want to know your opinion. You're, you're there in Tennessee, and you're going to be at the draft tomorrow, and I know you're, you're looking forward to seeing what the Patriots are going to do. Who do you think is going to win this year's draft? Now, last year, uh, the Giants had a pretty good draft. Uh, a lot of people thought Buffalo had a good draft last year. Who do you think is going I to I know, – I know you're a little biased sometimes with your Patriots. I'm, Ant- I'm not. No,
0: no, no. That, that totally is not going to be my answer. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and you know, listen, this is obviously based on knowing nothing. We don't know who has anything. But I'll tell you the three biggest the three biggest winners just because of the depth of this first round, I'm gonna say Oakland and Seattle. You think when, Seattle you, you know, when you when you have multiple first round picks, you're gonna be upgrading your team significantly. So do the Giants. Well, throw the Giants in there. Mm-hmm. I'd put Oakland at one in, in and in a two-way tie at second place. But, uh, listen, the Giants are going to get upgrades, you know? I mean, teams that have multiple – and, and I'm going to back off the Giants a little bit because I, I really do think they're taking quarterbacks. So I don't think, you know, the fruits of this draft will pay off immediately. I hope if
3: – if Jeff, I hope they take a quarterback. I really do because I want to laugh in Mikey C's face. Because he 's been they need saying to take quarterback he has been saying over and over again they 're not going to pick a quarterback to sit behind Eli Manning because they have some kind of love fest for Eli Manning, and they don 't want anybody to think that if Eli throws the ball bad in any of these games early in the season that uh, that the fans are going to scream out that he, they want to see this guy they want to see that guy. In the game, he thinks that they're definitely not drafting a quarterback. And if they do draft a quarterback, it won't be till the third or fourth round. And I told him that if the Giants don't draft a quarterback in the first or second round this year, they're not going to be a, a, a bad enough team next year to move up to get one of those two or three quarterbacks that are going to be available, the top three quarterbacks that are going to be available. Because you know Tua's going one, you know Suck for the Duck is going to go probably two. And the kid, um, who's the other guy that everybody keeps talking about?
0: Is it Georgia? There's another one, Jake. No, well, there's a kid. Uh, well, yeah, Jake Fromm is there as well. But Fromm, yes. So will uh, Jacob Eason.
3: Yes. So there'll be four quarterbacks, and I think all four of them are going to go in the top ten next year. And I don't think the Giants are going to be drafting in the top ten. They're going to have to give up a significant amount, and you know Gettleman's not going to trade away draft picks to move up in the draft. He doesn't do that. So uh, if they don't draft a quarterback this year, I don't know where they're going to get a quarterback.
0: Well, you know, the the funny thing about it is people are very short-sighted, right? I think the Giants should take a quarterback in this draft so they see what they have this year, they see what they have next year. Because truthfully for me, I think the quarterback prize is in two years. Yeah, Lawrence. I'm not be- very...
3: Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. They're not going to get him right? anyways because he's going one, and you know the Giants are not going to be. You, you're going to be the worst team in the NFL. But teams
0: can, all, you can always trade up for that, though.
3: Let me ask you a question, Jeff. Let's be honest here. And, and we, we both know a lot about sports. If you have a sure thing quarterback, a quarterback that people are saying hasn't been a sure, he's been a, they're saying that he's the closest thing to a sure thing since Andrew Luck.
0: Well, there's no such thing as that, but it, okay.
3: That's what in, they're saying. In this hypothetical. Yeah, that's what they're saying. So they're saying is the closest thing to a short sure thing since Andrew Locke. No team is going to – not even the Green Bay Packers having Aaron Rodgers or, or Russell Wilson with Seattle. If Russell Wilson is, is, and Seattle is drafting out one, they're drafting Trevor Lawrence. They're drafting him.
0: They're drafting. I mean, there are other – there are other teams that, that wouldn't be, though, right? If Arizona remains terrible, they're not going to continue to draft quarterbacks. They, they wouldn't take them. You know, if Oakland still remains terrible, I mean, they're going to make a move and move on from Derek Carr sooner, so they would, you know, have a problem.
3: I think that yeah. any one of these teams, even the Jets, and I and I love Sam, even the Jets, if they're the worst team in the NFL and they're saying that this kid, Trevor Lawrence, and he has a good chance next year winning another national title and winning the Heisman Trophy. And he, he, he's not even going to be a free – he's not even going to be a, an NFL draft pick next year. He can win back-to-back-to-back uh, championships and win two Heismans. This kid could be the best quarterback we've seen since Andrew Luck. I don't see any one of these teams if they're going out wanting to trade out of that pick. I don't see any team.
0: Yeah, I mean it depends on if it's a need for that team, right? Like, let's be honest. The, the, the Cardinals drafted Rosen last year, and now they have the first pick. Should they be drafting another no. quarterback?
3: No, but probably here, not. No, but here's the thing: if they think that Kyler Murray is going to be the star and he's going to help that offense because he knows Kingsbury's offense, if he's going to make that team that much better because he knows the offense, he's more of a a, a, a quarterback that can move inside and out of the pocket, which fits Kingsbury's offense. Well, then you make that move if you think he's going to make you significantly better.
0: I, 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 I totally agree with that. But I'm just saying you don't know who's going to end up with the worst record. Someone could end up getting hurt. Tom Brady could break both of his legs, and the Patriots could end up being horrible and have the first draft pick. You don't know you know who's going to be there. You know, So, I mean, I think it's a little too early to say that they can't trade up or wouldn't be able to. I mean, I, I just think that... I don't see the Giants getting much better anytime soon, truthfully. So I, I think, I think Trevor Lawrence would be in play for them.
3: And I'm going to say this over and over again. And I, and I've said this on, on plenty of different shows, not even on our network on other networks as they have me ask, have asked me to call up and talk to them about New York football. Do you think the Giants made a mistake? Not drafting Sam Donald next year, last year?
0: It's hard to say they made a mistake. They ended up with the the rookie of the year, and Saquon Barkley is a generational talent. I'm not going to call it a mistake. They took a guy that is one of the top players in the league at his position, and it's hard to call anything like that a mistake.
3: Well, I wouldn't call it a mistake. Okay, I I used the wrong word, not a mistake. Do you think they're going to regret not drafting Sam Darnold in five years?
0: Right, well, I mean, that could be a possibility, right? But who says Sam Darnold was, would have even been their choice? There were other quarterbacks like Rosen, like Josh Allen. You know, I, I'm not sold that Josh Allen can't be the best quarterback coming out of that draft last year. I think it's a little too early to be, you know, putting Sam Darnold, you know, tagging Sam Darnold to the Giants and saying that it was a mistake. I'm not going to do it. Before
3: I let you go, the NBA lottery draft is coming up, May uh, May fourteenth, which is two weeks away. It's it's coming fast. Do the New York Knicks win the lottery?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that they're going to. You really do? I think, yeah, I mean, I think that they're going to. I I think that you know, I mean, the NBA loves this kind of stuff, right? I I, I you know. I hate conspiracy theories, and I hate all of that kind of stuff. But if there was ever a time where New York needs to be good and bring some excitement, Kevin Knox has been pretty good. You know, the the thought of bringing in Durant or Kyrie Irving or any one of these other players is pretty big, and then pairing them with maybe, you know, probably Zion Williamson. I think that that's too much, you know, uh, to resist for the NBA not to somehow – allow New York to get the top pick. I think it's going to happen.
3: You love Kevin Knox. I, I hear nothing but good things from your your thoughts. And, and, and every time you talk on Matt's show, you, you, you speak highly of Kevin Knox. What's
0: He's a good young player. He's you really, a good young player. You really liked what you saw this year? I thought he was a good young player. It's hard to be really outstanding on a really bad team. And I thought Mitchell Robinson and Kevin Knox were as good as could be on that team.
3: Well, I think Mitchell Robinson is going to be the future center of that team. Mitchell Robinson looks like the steal of the draft. He looked like the steal of the draft.
0: I mean, let's be honest. If you, have, if you add Kyrie on that team and say Kevin Durant and you have Kevin Knox on a wing and you throw Zion in there, how much better do you think Kevin Knox is going to look?
3: Oh, he'll look a lot better. But,
0: but that's what I'm saying. You know, I, I, I think the Knicks are certainly moving in the right direction. I even like Dennis Smith. I liked that trade. Everyone hated that trade, but let's be honest, Chris Stapp's poor Zingas was leaving anyways. so you're better off getting something rather than nothing and trying to convince him to stay when he already told you he wasn't.
3: Well, they also got two first-round draft picks, too.
0: Right. So, I mean, I think that that's going to work. I think it's going to work, and I think that they're going to, you know, I mean, again, too much smoke not to be fire in that kind of situation. You know, I mean, Kevin Durant seems destined to – end up a Knick.
3: Do you really think that at the end of the year, Kevin Durant is going to flee over uh, a golden state and go to the New York Knicks?
0: Uh, I'm listen, who, no one knows what's going to happen. No one saw LeBron going to the heat. Really? You know, no one's, you know, saw some of these things happening. I certainly think it's a possibility.
3: How about your Boston Celtics? Uh, They swept Indiana. Do you think they make a run?
0: it's going to be really hard to make a run. I mean, they will have to probably face the two better teams in the East. Toronto looks like just, you know, I'm granted, they were playing Orlando, and I get it, but they look really good. Milwaukee with Giannis is going to be really, really hard to beat. I like the Celtics, and I like the team that they have. They have tremendous amount of depth. Um, But it's just going to all, you know, it's funny because, In a game where there's no defense, I think it's all going to come down to defense in that series.
3: What about Damian Damian Lillard yesterday outplaying Russell Westbrook in that series? Uh, Russell Westbrook looked really, really bad in that series. I'll tell you this right now. He got outplayed by Damian Lillard, who, by the way, was another draft pick that the Nets traded away for garbage. Could you imagine Damian Lillard playing on the Brooklyn Nets right now?
0: Yeah, Nets are garbage anyways. (laughs) Who cares? I mean, let's be honest, that was a pathetic effort against the 76ers. Mm. I mean, let's be honest, let's call it what it is. You literally had Joel Embiid after games laughing at the Nets.
3: It was a joke. It was an absolute joke.
0: I mean, it's not good, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, that the Celtics don't have a chance, because I think that they do. I think that if that team plays to its fullest... Listen, they beat the Bucks last year without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. I think that Boston sports fans are expecting a win because of that.
3: I think this right? is this is a different Bucks team. Different coach, different different completely different way they play the game. They're a more defensively sound team. They have much more better shooters around Giannis and Giannis is another year under his belt. And Giannis to me this year has really transitioned into the best player in the NBA.
0: Uh I don't know if I'm going to go that far. Well, but, yeah, Giannis than, is a very good...
3: Who's better than him right now?
0: I would probably still take Kevin Durant.
3: Kevin Durant over Giannis?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Giannis has been more consistent than Kevin Durant this year.
0: Kevin Durant is ten times the shooter that Giannis is.
3: No question. No question. But you're going to honestly sit here and tell me that Giannis, into the whatever his name is, the, the Greek freak, after what he has done the last two years... And I, I don't think he's the MVP. I, I, James Harden is the MVP of the league for what he did and, and really leading Houston. And, by the way, I, I can't wait until that series starts when, when they eventually get out of this series. Houston versus Golden State. The only team I think that can knock off Golden State right now, as far as what I see, is the Houston, uh, Houston Rockets. They're the only team.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that that was a foregone conclusion before the season even started. That those were going to be the teams.
3: Do you do you see the NBA and and the NBA, especially what they have done, and and all these uh, new uh, TV deals that they have, and what this, you know, what what Adam Silver has done, and and, and the way he's working in the draft now that the number one team doesn't have the majority chance to to get the number one pick. You, you see the top three picks are fourteen percent, fourteen percent, fourteen percent. Now when you, when you see hockey and, and, and the way all these organizations are starting to build through uh, different aspects of football and baseball and hockey, do you, do you think that basketball is on the rise or is it going to take a step back? Because everybody is saying right now the NBA playoffs is at an all-time low right now. They're down 4% from the last two or three years of the NBA playoffs.
0: Right, but I think a lot of that is just due to the matchups. Do you know anyone that watched Toronto and Orlando? Do you know anyone that watched Boston and Indiana? You know, Do you know anyone that watched the, even the Utah series, right? I mean, I think that the matchups haven't been exciting yet, and I think that that's going to start to happen and more people will tune in.
3: I will tell you this. There, the last night's uh, hockey game, the Vegas Knights and the Dallas Stars, they terrific had. I. Uh, uh, I uh, uh, was a terrific game. That game had more people watching it than any NBA playoff game so far in the first round. That one game. That one game. Yeah. And and that's saying you know. a lot. That's saying a lot right now when you talk about the NHL. The NHL is not even. A, it's not even the the third best sport in in America. It's like really, I would say fourth or fifth. Fourth or fifth, wow. right now. I
0: it's, don't know what would be fourth ahead of the NHL.
3: What do you mean what fourth? Soccer's pretty big right. out you, here. Soccer's big pretty big out here too now.
0: It's not as big as the NHL.
3: No, it's not, but it, it's it's right there. You know what I mean? I, I would say the NHL's four, but it it's not it's not like miraculously over. We'll you know have to saying?
0: talk sometime about soccer because that's just a Ponzi scheme. That thing is due to collapse. Really, you think so? One hundred percent.
3: You talking about worldwide?
0: No, no, no. In uh, the MLS.
3: Oh, the oh, I I I agree with you. I it's one
0: hundred percent a Ponzi scheme.
3: I I agree with you. I think the MLS will be gone in a couple of years. I I absolutely I mean, agree with you.
0: I mean, when you when you look at what the MLS is doing, I mean it it it's very clear that it's a Ponzi scheme, and that they're you know I mean to to buy a um m l s franchise right now, do you know what the cost is to buy an m l s franchise
3: I have no idea It's two
0: hundred and fifty million.
3: I don't think anybody so the, would spend so, that kind of money for any of these things well a lot of
0: well, a lot of people are doing it because they, people want to say I own a sports franchise right like a lot like a lot of foreigners have come and done it and, and things like that. What the league has been doing is taking that you know each team's two hundred and fifty million buy in for their for their uh you know expansion franchise and they've been supplementing uh the income shortage that the league has with each team's 250 million so by the time that they run out of new places to put these soccer franchises the league is going to implode
3: and it'll be out of business
0: (laughs) and it'll be all done and they'll have to start contracting contracting uh franchises
3: one more question i'm going to let you go jeff because i know you're probably tired you have a big day tomorrow uh where are you gonna be uh at the draft? Are you gonna be any particular place at the draft tomorrow?
0: No, just kinda wandering around. I don't really have any uh you know super hard responsibilities tomorrow. So um I mean have you have you ever been to Nashville? Never. Dude, yeah number one, you have to go. That's number one, right? Mm-hmm. But where the stage is and where they're doing everything is right at the edge of the river. So right behind the stage will be Nissan Stadium across the river. Mm-hmm. And then if you were to work your way back up Broadway, that's the main street in Nashville. That's where everything is, Tootsie's Orchid Lounge and all of that kind of stuff. You know, so, I mean, you can literally just walk up and down that street beforehand. There's going to be concerts. A Dierks Bentley is going to be playing and things like that. And, I mean, Nashville's just a fun time, man. Uh, if you've never been to Nashville, go. Uh,
3: have you... Have you done anything the last couple of days or have you gone out? Did you enjoy yourself?
0: Yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. I've been here a bunch of times before. So, I mean, it is what it is. And unfortunately I have uh, bosses to answer to, unfortunately. How's the business going over
3: there? You know?
0: Yeah, you know, it's been all right. You know, I mean, we're in the insurance business, you know, so it's more about, you know, connecting with agents and and college coaches and things like that, you know very little to do with the NFL side of it right now, mm-hmm. but you got to be there for the college side of it, you
1: right. know?
3: Right. One so more. Been, last, you know, it's been a lot of fun. Last question. If you, if you look, let's say the, let's say the Knicks pick a two. Actually, I'm not even going to ask you that question. We'll wait until the lottery's done. done. Uh, what the, the Yankees, are you surprised the way the Yankees are playing right now? No, everyone's hurt. But are you surprised that they're the hottest team in baseball right now?
0: No, they have a ton of depth. They have a ton of depth. I would, I would love for the Boston, and you know Boston's my team. Yes. And not that I would love to see any of the Red Sox get hurt, right? But I would love to have, be in the position where if Mookie Betts got hurt, I could slide Clint Frazier in there. Clint Frazier's one of the top prospects in all of baseball. That's just what it is, Right. The Yankees, their farm system was so deep that they're going to be able to, you know, tread water until their their big guys come back. They're a good baseball team.
3: All right, Jeff. Thank you for calling, man, uh, and talking some sports with me. I'm going to have to go now.
0: <laughs> Sounds great, my man. Always a pleasure. You're going to have to. Uh, we're going to have to like get all get together and do something in Nashville because dude, Na- Nashville is the place.
3: We we definitely have to get a get get together. Period. We have to because you've been listening to the shows for years and we've never met. So, I mean, we talk on the phone. You're you're actually one of my friends now. You know, you should come up for my birthday, buddy.
0: Mm, hard pass on that. <laughs> I don't think I don't I don't. You know, I mean, listen, man. I'm a warm weather person now. I, I was know. never that way before, I and know. I don't. Dude, this time of year on Long Island and Long Island can be nice, and I get it. Dude, this time of year. It still gets cold all the time. I'm I'm not about that life.
3: It's 73 degrees right now.
0: Yeah, now it is. Next week it could be 50.
3: Well, that's true. That's true.
0: You know how this time of year is. So well, maybe in August.
3: (laughs) Stay warm over there uh, and have fun at the uh, draft, man. Uh, Hopefully, it's going to be fun, man. Hopefully, the Patriots get the players that they want. The Jets don't make any stupid moves, but that usually uh, doesn't that usually happens. So.
0: Wow. You're going to see some surprises tomorrow, I guarantee it, man. You're going to see some surprises. Really? 100%. What
3: What is the biggest surprise you're going to see tomorrow in your eyes? What What crazy thing you think you're going to see tomorrow?
0: I'm, I think that if the Jets are willing to take a reasonable price, I think you are going to see Washington move into that spot.
3: Interesting. Oh, I think my. that they
0: really might like Dwayne Haskins that much. I don't, you know, I, I don't know if um they want to take the chance that Dwayne Haskins falls.
3: I you hope there're a lot
0: of, there are a lot of spots ahead of them that could be a possibility for Dwayne Haskins, right?
3: Yeah, it's just not going to make Jet fans happy. It, it really isn't. You you, you look you you're probably not going to be a top 5 draft pick. For the next five years, because your team's going to get better, you have the rook- you have the young quarterback that looks like he's going to be a star in this league. Your defense is much better. You have Le'Veon Bell. You're going to be a better team this year. You're not even going to be a top ten pick next year.
0: The- but if I told you, but if I told you that you were going to get a first in two seconds, right? Which That's would, not you know, which would be which would be extra because you'd also be swapping the fifteen. So. Yeah. I guess technically it's two firsts, right? But it's not. You're getting an extra first and two seconds. So if I were to tell you that that you'd have a second-round draft pick this year, you'd have to go to 15, but you'd get a second-round draft pick this year, you'd have two firsts next year and two seconds next year. You wouldn't be willing to do that?
3: With the depth of this draft the way it is, and you have a chance to get yourself Quentin Williams or even Josh Allen sitting there, and these guys could be game-changing players, and you want to beat, right now you have a chance to win, and you want to beat Tom Brady, and you can get Quentin Williams, who's one of the best interior defensive players. Since people are saying Aaron Donald, and you're, you're not going to go after him, and you're going to take a chance on moving down to get more picks, I don't trust the Jets and Mike McCagnin at all. I don't trust them. So.
0: I, I understand where that feeling comes from because they haven't been terrific at making second-round selections. But at some point, that's going to change, right? They're going to, you know, I mean, some of the, they're going to find good players on accident sometimes.
3: I just don't trust Mike McKagan. And that's why it worries me more than anything that if the Jets decide to trade down and take a chance on going after a second-notch player. And, yes, Burns is, in my eyes, he's not Josh Allen, but he's the one step down from Josh Allen, just a one step down.
0: Yeah, he wouldn't make it to 15, though.
3: I, I don't think so either. And thats that, to me, scares me more than anything because you're going to just pick a guy that's on your board at 15 that you think fans are going to be happy with and they're going to be very upset with because – you could have gotten Quentin Williams. You could have gotten Josh Allen. You could have gotten Ed Oliver. You could have gotten any one of those guys, and you decided to trade down and give Washington what they wanted. So I, I just I right, think it's a bad move. I think it's a bad I mean, move. But it's a football Jets.
0: team, and you'd be filling so many more positions doing it that way.
3: You're absolutely right, Jeff, and that's why I'm not going to argue with you, but I don't trust Mike Mcagnan. I don't trust him. Yes, I don't (laughs) trust him. Like, it's a sure thing. If you draft Quentin Williams at three, it's almost a sure thing he's gonna be a good player in this league. You can't you can't miss on that. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna miss on that. As long as the kid stays healthy, he's going to be a good player in this league.
0: Right, but there are enough good players in this year's draft that that someone terrific is gonna be there at fifteen. Someone really terrific is gonna be there. Quellen Farrell, Montez Sweat, uh, you know any of those guys? You know Dexter Lawrence. They're all terrific players, man. Someone's going to be there that you'd be so happy to get, right? I mean, look at the Dallas Cowboys last year taking Leighton Vander Esch. Was there a better defensive player than Leighton Vander Esch last year?
3: And I'll tell you, Leighton Vander Esch was uh, a surprise to everybody, including the, including the Cowboy fans, because I remember. And, wasn't and you,
0: a surprise to me? he was you know I had him and Harold Landry were the two guys that I was hoping the Patriots were going to be able to select the
3: beeve right? the Beeb almost had a heart attack when
0: well that that's because Mike doesn't know anything about college football. when you take a guy from Boise State, panic immediately sets in, oh my God, who's this guy from Bo- Boise State? When you talk to Mike from Bayshore halfway through the season. Did he say a single bad thing about Leighton Van Der Esch? No. He was praising him.
3: Uh, he, he To me, he was the best defensive player on the Cowboys last year.
0: But, but so, this, this is what I'm saying, and I don't know where the Cowboys took him. Did they take him 18 or 19 or something?
3: Uh, Ash was drafted in the teens, yes. He was drafted in yeah, the teens. But
0: late teens. He wasn't high teens. Yes. He was late teens. Right? Yes. So that's what I'm saying. You, you can find and, – and this year's draft is far superior to last year's draft far superior, you know? So you're going to find a really great player. Listen, if people don't like, you know, Rashawn Gary because of the shoulder issue, Rashawn Gary could be there at 15. Montez Sweat, who you were talking about earlier, could be there. There's a plethora of guys that are just unreal football players that are going to be there. And everyone's saying Quinn and Williams, oh, he's, he's a can't miss, so you can't miss with Quinn and Williams. Who was better in the national championship football game? Because Quentin Williams disappeared in that game. And when you looked at Cleland Farrell and, and um, Christian Wilkins from Clemson, they were all over the place. They were terrific football players on the biggest stage at the biggest moment.
3: Van Der Esch was drafted 19.
0: Yeah, uh, 18, 19. Yeah, I knew it was somewhere in there. And, so Derwin, think about that. and
3: Derwin James was 17.
0: The, exactly my point. You're talking about two of the best rookies i i think did jerwin james win rookie of the year defensive rookie of the year
3: i think he did i think he
0: did that's what i'm talking about you're gonna find terrific players like that
3: last year's draft last year's draft was pretty damn good i mean look at the first round you had baker mayfield saquon barkley sam darnold denzel ward bradley chubb quinton nelson josh allen hold on
0: hold on hold on go back to denzel ward how funny is that when people when the, when the Browns took Denzel Ward Everybody, everyone freaked out because me. they didn't take Bradley Chubb Cleaning Everyone me, freaked out including and me. look how terrific Denzel Ward was oh, he and was no great. one was
3: talking about he him. he was great he's going to be one of the best corners in the league he's going to be right. one of the, he's going to be one of the best corners in the league
0: right but you're going to you're going to see that all across this board you got you got a lot of you know defensive backs that no one's even talking about you know i mean greedy williams is a guy
3: that is one of the best corners going? Has anyone mentioned Greedy Williams? Here's the problem with Greedy Williams. Williams that I was reading about. Greedy Williams is light. He's he's very light. He's very long. He's six foot two, but he's very light. And a lot of people don't think that he loves football that much. And
0: fine, fine. If you don't like Greedy Williams, what about you know Byron Murphy? Like I said, from Washington, mm-hmm. or Rocky Asin from Temple. Mm-hmm. Rocky Asin's an amazing player. You know, there's terrific players up and down this draft. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, the draft really is starting at five. You know? I mean, everyone kind of knows who the top three, four, five guys are, right?
2: hmm
0: And those are, you know, everyone's saying those are generational talent kind of players. Right. So the draft really starts at five. You know? Mm-hmm. Do you see... San Francisco passing on Nick Bosa. Do you see Oakland passing on Nick Bosa? Then do you see the Jets passing on Nick Bosa? No, Dude, if, there's if, no if, way if he's Nick, making it.
3: If Nick Bosa is sitting there at three, the Jets are they're not moving anywhere. They're they're drafting Nick Bosa.
0: Right, but he's you know I I you know I I'm a guy that thinks he's probably going to go two to San Francisco. So do, so do I. Right, but I mean this is what I'm saying. None of those guys are falling. None of those guys are falling. So. You know, the top five are basically set.
3: So you don't think Josh Allen... If the Giants somehow get Josh Allen, do you think they hit on him?
0: I think he's a really good football player. You know, I've said this to you before. He's a terrific, terrific football player. He's just raw, right? He's not a super polished, good at everything linebacker. For myself, I prefer Devin White. I think he can do more things. He might not be... The, and he's certainly a good pass rusher, but he might not be the pass rusher that Josh Allen is, but he's a lot closer to being the pass rusher Josh Allen is than Josh Allen is being the coverage linebacker that Devin White is.
3: It's going to be really, really fun, man. I can't wait until tomorrow. There's going to be a lot of craziness that's going to happen. I think there's going to be a lot of trades in the first round that we wouldn't expect. There'll be players moving that are right now on teams right now in, in on team starting lineups, teams trying to move up to get the player that they want in the first round.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that there's going to be a lot of movement between, between 10 and 20. A lot of those positions I think are for sale and, and teams that are a little bit lower that have some capital to move up like the Patriots. The Patriots are certainly a team. If they wanted to move up, they certainly could. They got 12 picks.
3: I don't you think they, I don't uh, think they're going to do that. I, the Patriots, everybody knows how the Patriots work. They love those picks from thirty to fifty. They love those picks. I could see them moving um, up in the second round and getting like two, three players in the second round. I could see the Patriots doing that. And 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 to me, the Patriots are in a good situation right now because they have a chance. I think they have two third-round draft picks this year. They have three three third-round draft picks. They have two fourth-round draft three. picks.
0: Yeah, they have a first, two seconds, three-thirds, and two-fourths.
3: It's ridiculous. A bag of yeah, they have,
0: they, have a, they have a ton of draft picks. That's why I'm saying there are teams like that. There's Seattle. If Seattle really likes someone, they just got a bunch more draft picks from trade and St. Clark. They're a team that, that has draft capital to move up. I think that you're going to see some teams slide into the teams to take a player that they
3: want. It's got to be fun, my friends.
0: I'm really looking forward to it.
3: Have fun, man.
0: All right, man. Appreciate it.
3: I'll talk to you soon. See ya. Jeff from Tampa, thank you for calling. I mean,. He always calls, and I like when he calls the show because he he gives us an insight. Uh, He's over there in Tennessee. He hears what people are talking about. He thinks the Jets are going to trade down. I think the Jets could trade down. Is it going to make Jet fans happy? I don't think it's going to make Jet fans happy. It's not going to make me happy as a fan when I'm going to be sitting in front of the TV and find out uh, at number three the Jets trading down to 15. I don't care how many draft picks they get for the number three pick. They set themselves. I think it sets them back for at least another year even if they get a good player at number 15. But, hey, you never know. That's it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. I w- I will be back next week on Thursday. Uh, tomorrow it will be home stretch for three hours. They're going to be doing their own draft party. It's going to be very, very interesting with Tyler. Uh, Mike Guido and friends are going to be there. They're all going to be there. Speedy's going to be there. There might be special guests that show up. So it'll be definitely be funny and listening to these guys argue about who's going where and what's going what. So stay tuned for that. Uh, tomorrow the haystack and all the shows. So uh, my show will be back on Thursday next week below the mic. Uh, I am going to have a guest next week, but I'm not going to give you the name because i got to make sure that he's going to be here. I want to apologize. I, I'm still trying to get Manish Mehta, but I think after the draft, I'm going to get Manish on the show. So stay tuned for that. So, again, that's it. Follow us at WorldWideSportsRadio.com. You can call us at three four seven eight five five seven six eight four. This is Errol Marks. And, well, I was going to say down to the wire, but uh, I guess you can say this is below the mic. And we will talk to you next week. Good night, everybody. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment.
1: You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge.
0: Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. 45-50. 45. There goes Davis. Oh my god! Davis is gonna run it all the way back! Auburn's gonna win the football game! He ran the misfield goal back! Holy cow!
1: First and third, two out. Oh. Yo, Taylor, I, I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyoncé had one of the best videos of all time. We sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. We're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Another chance to the left side. Hayes waits. The Yankees are champions of baseball. Come here to this gate. Open. This Mr. Gorbachev teared down this wall. Three, two, one, happy 2000. James catches, puts
0: up a three. Will go. Back out to Allen. History title. Bang! Tie
1: game. Adam Vinatieri no time on the clock, and the Patriots have won Super Bowl 36.
0: Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? playoffs we the jury and the above entitled action find the defendant
2: or james simpson not guilty of the crime of murder show
1: me the money, me the money! what happened here he got bit I oh my goodness holyfield bit by a dirty by patient are you not entertained are you not entertained the bears are who we
0: thought they were If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Jordan with 43. 17 seconds from game seven or from championship number
1: six. Jordan open. Chicago with the lead.
0: Worldwide Sports Radio Network presents Below the.